Coming up on TMS, it's a miracle the show is funny. You cannot return rice! Fried equilateral triangle. Parade of freaking weirdos. Name a Chet. Sorry. Name a kid Chet, and he becomes a Chet. I want my job back, job back, job back. I want my job back, job back, job back. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why is Jacques Trousteau flipping me the double bird? Antifreeze, nectar of the dogs. Dancing on the roof with a wife beater and Jack. Knives out, stay in. Smug third eagle. I told you so. Wendy's hot neighbor. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Duh, what's the first thing you should do to protect an endangered species? Make more. I knew, wow, okay, I like that. The Morning Stream. Garblurgablurg. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, Brian was raising the roof and it made me laugh. <laughs> Threw me off for a second. Hey, uh, welcome to TMS, the morning stream. It's Thursday, March 26th, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson. He is Brian Ibbett. Yes, he is. I recognize that guy you play at the top of the show. That would be Joe Exotic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Are you, uh, well, that guy, let's we're, see. Which guy was this? This guy here was. Duh. Oh, What's was the that? first thing you should do? Oh, that's another. It's a, It's from that show, but it's a different different cat is it the guy. guy is it the uh is it the you should film me coming out of the house and saying hello no not doc doc is a freaking weirdo doc. yeah he is oh, the weirdo that show that show is a parade of freaking weirdos <laughs> i know all right we're one hour in we're one hour in and if it weren't for raid last night yeah. having a uh well no getting the opportunity to raid yeah. with uh people i enjoy raiding with yeah uh we would have i would have watched at least two more episodes of that show because it is so good i mean who could blame you it would have, I'm I'm three in now, so I'm just ahead of you, yeah. not very far. It's uh, something else, and it goes places soon. Like you're gonna be like, I really? can't wait. What? I know. I feel like I, you know, basically, I just got introduced to the cast of characters in episode one. Yeah. I know that crap is about to happen. <laughs> it's so bad. It actually, it, I feel like I'm being educated in in the kind. It's easy to get in your little bubble and forget like there's. There is a wide swath of cultural nuance to even just mm-hmm. our little nation here. Mm-hmm. And until yeah. you see something like this and you realize, oh, right, there's a whole bunch of these guys down in, in Florida doing weird stuff. Like, it's just throwing me, really getting under my skin. I feel like I feel like we, you know, every every person I've met at at Nertacular or TMS Vegas, any of these events, like the community, the Frog Pants community, the the, the tadpole. Yeah. Um, we don't have any weirdos, and it's like you you see this show, and it's like, wow, are there this many weirdos just <laughs> in this one little like subsection yeah. of 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 the world of like uh of this industry of um, animal rescue? Yeah, like everybody, there's not a single like, oh well, that's kind of the that's kind of the normal person that I think I'd associate with. Yeah, yeah, none but, of them. Uh, I don't know any of these people. They don't know me. The Venn diagram of tadpoolers and uh, animal rescue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, owners these farm owners mm-hmm. uh, there's no overlap between these two nope. like we've got yeah nope none of you own none of you uh, own dubious amounts of of large cats from uh exotic places that i'm aware yeah, exactly. of exactly exactly maybe you do maybe you do. yeah and and you're and you're all weird in your own way but none of you are this this brand of weird boy it's such a such a brand of weird that uh 
No, the, the the any weird that I've met at the tadpole, and believe me, I'm I'm the patron saint of weird. I mm. think I'm actually Saint Weird. Yeah, uh, is, is my official title yeah. bestowed upon me by the. Look, you wore an afro and split your pants at an intercular. You're pretty weird. Dang right, exactly. Yeah. Um, where was I? <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's no there's no brand of weird that I've met at a tadpole that I don't think is a an endearing and charming weird. Yeah, you know? they're all lovely people, all of them. Yes. Exactly. Well, there's a couple exceptions, but most of you well, are amazing. Oh, I know. Most yeah, of you exactly. just amazing people. Not yeah, a problem. So, uh, it's a guy who works in um, the Toy Story lot <laughs> at Disneyland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he used to work at Lantronics. Yeah. He used to work at Lantronics. No, yeah. I love Gary. No, Kidding Gary's me, the I best. Gary from Lot B. Love G- Gary from Lot B. Gary's the best. I love Gary, too. Yeah. He's very, very oh, nice man. man. He's got to be. That that sucks because with Disneyland closed, not only does that suck for a multitude of reasons, mm. but um, Gary not, not you know, currently not working has got to really suck. Yeah. I hope I hope they're taking care of you and they're not, uh, I mean, Disney has all the money in the world, so they need to. They need to cover their people. Hope they're taking. Hope they're. Hope they furloughed you and did not let you go. I'm yeah. sure they just furloughed everybody. I would hope so. A company like Disney needs to do that. Even com- companies, even with like enormous losses this year, like uh, mm-hmm. it was on DTNS yesterday. I think it was Face. No, not Facebook. Maybe it was Facebook. Somebody was like down, or they were going to be down sixty billion in advertising revenue. It's oh, a wow. huge amount of money, but that was still. That was still would put them at the end of the year above expectation or above above uh, the the line, meaning they're still profitable. So you you best not any company that has profits like that. You best not lay off anybody. Mm-hmm. You yeah. do your freaking human thing. Exactly. People are your best. They're your your best resource for uh, what you should be spending your money on. Yeah. So. Now guys like Brian and I. <laughs> yeah. Depends on how long this goes. I mean. If it, <laughs> If this goes for a real <laughs> How many long more time, of these you think you got in you, Scott? I, mean, I just mean, you know, I don't know what the financial future is for <laughs> content creators. I really don't, uh, given all of this stuff. Hopefully it's, uh, like in the short term here, it's actually okay. In the long yeah. term, I don't know. And I don't know what the long term even is, because nobody knows what the long term is. Right. And if anyone tells you they know, they're either lying or they're trying to push you into a direction that you should be skeptical about. So, mm-hmm. anyway, I, do, I went on a hunt yesterday for... All the smart people. That was my job. I was going to track down doctors, epidemiologists. That must not have taken long. No, it, <laughs> it took longer than I thought. Uh, but I found, you know, some good sources uh, yeah. that I will share later on Twitter. Some people I found that I want to follow all the time, listen to all the time, that do nothing but good, scientific, and reasonable, you know, hard math based factual right. stuff during all this not, not uh, conjecture not uh, speculation certainly not wild wild uh uh statements about when this will all be over and, and that yeah sort of thing. none I of that anymore on Twitter that you were uh, gonna be looking at looking for twitch streamers that are yeah that are twitch twitch streamers reputable uh, science youtube channels podcasts i don't care where it's coming from i'm just looking mm-hmm. for the good stuff and mm-hmm. lots of great recommendations from the community so good uh, I'm going to check a bunch of that stuff out. I think I need that right now. I need that way more than I need hyperbole and right. and blame game. And Easter, we're going to have uh, <laughs> churches filled up. It'll be beautiful. Churches filled up with people. Can I say one thing about that? So Sneezing at each other. I think that, okay, 
he says, "I want to. I'm going. We're all going to be in packed churches by whatever, right?" Yes. Here's yes. here's here's a belief I have, and I'll stick to this belief till I'm till I'm gone. Okay. I'm willing to bet oh, okay. everything yeah. I care about. Own. We talked about this yesterday. Did we do yes. that? There's yes, no he, way there's he's no way in he a church. Sets foot in a packed church. Honestly. Not a chance he'll be there, and not a chance he should <laughs> right. be. He's the president. You shouldn't be there because right. Right. everybody and their dog will tell him, "Dude, you can't go there. The virus is still a thing." So even if this is still their line and they still push it, he's not going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean because I think he's a fake, a fake Christian because he totally is. But if, but even if he was like a really devout church guy, still not going to go. He's the president. Yeah, you don't put him yeah. in that kind of in that kind of heat. So uh, maybe you green screen a, it and put a bunch of fake people around him. I don't know what you do. But. There's a uh, church in Colorado Springs, as you as you know, you might guess if there was going to be any place in Colorado where this was still going on. Yeah, uh, church in Colorado Springs that uh, says, "Ah, screw you, coronavirus. We're we're staying packed and we're staying full." And uh, the video of um, of their services last Sunday. The, the entire place just completely packed. Ugh. Uh, gross. Yes. Gross. And the reason that's gross, here's why that's gross. It's not gross because people of faith need need the communal experience and need... Uh, right. right, of course. They need right. to feel better. They need to get there and they need to commune with God. I get all that, right? I understand that. Mm-hmm. It's the rat bastard, grifter, freaking megachurch runner people who know better than this and are doing this purely. They do this for the money. I am telling you, they do it yeah, for the yeah. money. You can't convince yeah. me otherwise. And so F that and F them. In fact, <laughs> here's a fresh couple of birds for them right here. Take these. <laughs> fresh couple of birds. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, you do they, that to your they, people? They even have, they printed up a, um, a giant sign and stuck it in the window. This is in a strip mall, by the way. It's not, it's actually not one of the, there are a bunch of big mega churches in Colorado Springs, but this is actually one of the, uh, one of the ones is just in a strip mall. Wow. <laughs> like, like Fred's church kind wow. of thing. How big is <laughs> it? They, it's still a mega church. Uh, it's still a big, it's still, it's still, uh, had hundreds of people or a couple hundred people in there. Um, all clustered together in their pews, like you know, shoulder to shoulder. Mm. I put a link in the uh, the chat room of um, uh, the the news oh, story about this place. But they've got a big sign, uh, basically reprinting the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution provides that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Yeah, nobody's doing that. You're just all being stupid. Exactly. Um, sure, you do have the the right. The you know, First Amendment does provide that. However, uh, you're all going to get sick. <laughs> yeah. One of you walks in there. There's no, it's not like it'd be, Oh, maybe a couple of you. No, I mean, it's, it's, you're all shoulder to shoulder and it's, yeah, you're, you know. you're literally playing with fire. I don't know. Yeah. Why would you do that to your people? I you don't really know. don't give it. You don't care about your people. If you did, if you cared about your, I don't know. I'm getting all Irish. If you cared, <laughs> if about, you cared your people, about your people and you wouldn't have them all in the same building, I tell you. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Chiron keeps saying, are you talking about Joel Olstein? No, I, I, in fact, I know, I think he's a grifting bastard too, but, um, didn't he just do his thing, but with an empty place? Like he just did his, Oh, did he like live stream? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give him, if that's, the the, if, <laughs> if I have that correct, I'll get, you know, he deserves some credit for that as much sure. as I think he's a stink bug, but you know, whatever. I have no problem. People of faith 
You oh know no, for sure. Like this you, is a great time to to teach your constituents how to use Zoom or Skype or Twitch or whatever, and uh, and still continue their faith, but do it in a place that doesn't endanger others. Right. You doing this so. like stand of like defiance. The, the, let me tell you something. The yeah. virus does yeah. not give two hot shits. Exactly. It doesn't care. It doesn't have a constitution. It doesn't care about free assembly of religious people. It doesn't right. care exactly. about any it of that. Not, well, I guess I won't infect those people because of the First Amendment. No. I'll move on to this uh, grocery store over it here. It doesn't have a affiliation with a political party. It doesn't right. care. It right. just wants your guts. So don't. Oh, all right. I promised yeah. myself I wasn't going to do this today, but, but oh, yet, here I am. Well, it's not your like fault. Get you worked up. Hey, uh, okay, let's switch gears. Did you hear Jackson Brown has it? Yeah, what happened there? What's he doing? What's he? Uh, why didn't he stay home? Why? What's the why, Jackson Brown wow. still out all the time? He, still touring? He or? probably. I mean, uh, I don't know if he's still touring. I mean, I'm sure he's not now. I mean, I'm sure, and I'm sure he stopped as soon as they said, "Yeah, not a good time to do things," because everybody, um, everybody, uh, you know, kind of started obeying that order but it was probably too late for some people right like he had probably contracted it before people said hey you shouldn't congregate yeah and uh he probably just uh, i don't know i mean that's the thing Jackson some brown 71 man he's you know he's yeah. up there like the like prince charles he's up in the age of of uh of more danger oh Schleicher, danger. Schleicher also made a good point everybody was pointing out how did idris elba and how did the hanks tom hanks and his wife get these tests is it because they're celebrities and they're getting preferential treatment? And the answer is actually probably not because Idris Elba got tested in the UK mm -hmm. and the Hankses got tested in Australia. In Australia, yeah. And I think it's it, they just got it early enough that by the time we were like, oh my God, there's a shortage of, shortage of tests, they had already gotten theirs. Yeah. You know, they'd already, they'd already found out. Yeah, so. that, was a done, that was a done deal. Has anyone checked in on yeah. them? Are they doing all right? Well, the Hankses? Yeah. They, he, he does I saw a video of uh, Rita Wilson um, doing a rap Oh, uh, on YouTube, so I guess she's fine. Let's see. <laughs> Mask and gloves. Aaron's run amid. Uh, Colin Hanks is uh, okay. Colin, uh, let's see. Tom Hanks' son, Chet, slams rumors about his phone. Okay, I don't care about that. I'm just trying to see if there, he's all there's right. There's a Chet Hanks? There is. So there's a Colin Hanks. Mm -hmm. And when you look yeah, at no Colin, Colin Hanks, when you look at Colin Hanks, you go, oh, yeah. That looks like that's, a Colin. That's Woody, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you look at Chet, and you go, "Oh my gosh, that is a Chet." Like he did is. A, Chet, did Chet fall more on the Rita Wilson side of things? He fell more on the, um, the Limp Biscuit side of things. Oh no, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, let me find. <laughs> if you look at him, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do totally. Yeah. And it's the fine. House beard and the. The cap on backwards. Yeah, and he's he, he you can't see it here, but when he shirts off, he is like a muscle band oh, tat boy. Tatted up. Yeah. Wow, I would not like if you showed me a picture of this guy and said, "Is he uh, the son of Tom Hanks?" Mm -hmm. I would have said no. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. But uh, yeah. Anyway, he's apparently well, a nice kid. He's just all right. He just went, he just took a little different path than Colin. He did. said, "I'm not going down your." Your Toy Story <laughs> path of uh, like goody two shoes, Mister Rogers' business. I got my own thing going on, Tom. My brother looks like a doll. I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, oh. all right. I got a so my neighbor. I've uh, I talked about him before. My good friends uh, Darren and Ruth Ann. We hang out with them a lot. They're very nice couple. Yeah, up yeah. the road there. Uh, <laughs> we get this call. 
So we were, we've been dealing with no heater. Like today I'm wearing a hat and there's a heater thing here by my feet and, and it's snowing outside and we still don't have our parts supposed to be here now by Monday, but we'll see. Um, anyway. Did you, did you call customer service by the way and say, Hey, this is a, this is, this needs to be marked as a necessity. Cause we, it's, we did, but by then, um, it, it was out of their hands. So all we, okay. all we can do now is wait for UPS to get their poop together. And, um, gotcha. I don't know what to do there. Like what do you even do with UPS if they've already got the package? Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how you hurry that up. Um, but anyway, they call us yesterday. Uh, with, with a horrible something smells in the basement, like dead body smell. Oh no! They called you and told you something smells in their basement. Yeah, they said there's something something up over here, and they were just telling us about okay. it. Turns out okay. their their <laughs> freezer, which they had just stocked full of food two weeks ago to you know prepare oh, no. for, for hunkering down. Uh huh. Their freezer went bad, and now everything smells like a corpse in their house. Oh no! So here's what I here's my question: After watching a little bit of Tiger King. <laughs> it got me That's wondering right. if you could use this meat somewhere else. Uh, and boy, does that get weird in episode three, by the way. You're in for some fun does with it? the meat. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, it's already weird. I can't wait. It's, it feels like it's just going to go crazy. You wait until Joe uh, starts a pizza shack. You're going to lose your mind where he wow. gets his meat. Wow. Anyway, I'm already yeah. loving his music videos. I already want to buy Joe Exotic's music video <laughs> collection. <laughs> it's all on YouTube for the having, so don't have to pay a dime. You can get all you need. Um, so... Yeah. Uh, so, so all this. Uh, what you gonna do with all this meat? All this meat inside your freezer? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. You have an answer? It's all bad now. So what do you do? Just throw it out? We're done. Well, if it's bad, yeah. I mean, even you don't want to give give an animal bad meat. But yeah. what happens? So with the power outage, were they affected by the power outage and their freezer went down? Or no, did their freezer, the, just, go freezer down just died. Something something crashed in the. Uh, not crashed. That's not like a computer, but something in the. Um, <laughs> Reboot the freezer. Well, <laughs> What's it? What's it called? The compressor, I guess. Whatever the parts sure. are in there that go bad, that went bad. It's an older does. freezer, yeah. and it's not the kind of thing you check every day, right? You're not. You just sort of assume it hums away and does its job. And we haven't mm -hmm. had any major power outages, so that definitely wasn't it. It just stopped working, and then they didn't know it stopped working, and eventually it just started to rot. And now everything's just disgusting. It probably happened yeah. over the last four days or something, five days. Yeah, I think unfortunately. You can't like it's not like you could uh, you, if they would have caught it earlier and said, oh, OK, well, yeah, stuff is going to go bad now. Let's call a local animal sanctuary. I mean, <laughs> what they what they should have done is once they realized this was going to happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, you basically I think you, you got to figure out a way to jerky it or something like mm -hmm. maybe you just bake the crap out of <laughs> as much of it as you can. Yeah. Can I the cure moisture it out of it? Maybe that's it. Ziploc. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe well, it's too uh, late now though. It's too late now. Well, now it is too late, right? You it's can't spoiled, do anything. Yeah. If they'd have known the minute it happened, there would have been work you could have done. Mm -hmm. But can dogs eat it? You can't feed it to I animals. I thought if it's spoiled, no, it's it's just gonna it's gonna be just as sick for them as it is for you. Like, is it? I don't know how it works. Is it? Yeah. Do we have the same? <laughs> <laughs> well, this meat's gone. Time to give it to the dog. <laughs> I mean, no, oh, no, my milk is is curdled. Well, let's see. What's the closest animal I can give it to? That's a good point. I guess they would have the yeah. same reaction. It, we would, you know, don't it, it, you give your dogs? Well, I guess Alpo and stuff like that is uh, it's not something you would eat. But don't give something to your dog. Don't give any human food to your dog that you wouldn't eat yourself. There you go. That's the qualifier. I that's think good. that's the way to. to and, and for the most part, don't give human food to your. I mean, dog if you had. 
if you had like chocolate's a, bad for them, right? Right. All, that's them. true. Grapes. Don't give them grapes. I heard. I hear. Grapes are bad for them. Yeah. What is the What's the deal with the grapes? What happens there? Do they? Uh, uh, they can choke on them because they'll. Like if you smash the grapes, I don't know. No, I don't think. I think grapes just completely are bad for dogs. There's some. I don't think it's a matter of choking on. Uh, it's something with the skin, right? Something with the. I the, think that's why I think. Yeah. Like it makes it. They can't digest the skin of them. Do or something. dogs like grapes? Because I really. Yeah, grapes and raisins are known to be highly toxic to dogs. Um, the research has yet to pinpoint exactly which substance in the fruit causes this reaction. So it's not just a matter of choking. It's a matter of the, so some, the skin. Something, something in it that's giving them grief. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I won't be doing that. And it's, and it's not just the skin. It's the inside, too. So no grapes. Did I ever tell you about the time <laughs> that uh, Rainer lapped up some um, uh, antifreeze in the garage? And I was sure this was it. I was like, yeah, every time I've heard of that, dogs die. Yeah. This oh, is my like, God. Yeah, because that's like, you know, they, they're like attracted to the smell and they warn you. Constantly, yeah. don't let your dogs. Yeah, and drink it's, it. it's sweet to them, and then it can kill them like almost immediately, and all of that. She right. de- she was fine. I don't understand how it worked. We were all saying our last words to her, like, "Oh, Rainer, you seem happy wow. now, but you know, in ten minutes or so, this will be it. Oh, the end of our dog. This <laughs> we're is all it. giving you our goodbyes, and uh, well, you were a good dog, Rainer, and uh, yeah, wow. Yeah. And then and then she just didn't do anything. <laughs> it was like it was nothing. <laughs> I'm not giving it to her anymore or anything well, like of course, that. Of course, of course. And she hasn't since, but she lapped up enough that I thought she would at least have gotten really sick or something. She didn't do anything. She was fine. I don't know if that was like, maybe wow. we don't know it. Maybe we own antifreeze in that particular car, which we don't have anymore. Uh, but when we had that car, maybe we maybe we bought a kind that was dog safe. Inadvertently dog friendly. Uh, I don't know. I have, Honestly, I forgot to bring that up. That was years ago. I should have talked about it on the show, but she... She didn't die. She's still here. Wow. I can tell you for sure. Wow. She snuggled up with me today and licked my face while I was trying to sleep. Oh, yeah. Well, good. She's well, I'm glad. She can tell the humans are restless. She's, she just, yeah. she can sense it. So. Dogs pick up on that sort of like uh, nervousness. Yeah. Wait, somebody in the neighborhood uh, set off fireworks last night for what? some reason. Why? And got, got our dog all in a Twitter. I don't know. I don't know if they're like, yeah, coronavirus or yeah, stimulus check. But um, we called uh, <laughs> called the cops. Oh, really? You, know, you called the cops? What, yeah, because yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Oh, Tina, Tina has has zero Fs to give about this. And actually, she wasn't the first one. They'd gotten a lot of calls on these neighbors. They think that the first things they did were shoot a bunch of guns. Oh, they weren't. And even... then they started doing fireworks. That's that's a bad crowd. Yeah. Get the popo in. Get the fuzz in here. Exactly. Exactly. It's like you know what. I'm I'm totally I'm totally behind her on this because uh, these are it, number one it's illegal number two we've had a lot of wind and it's been dry we haven't had a lot of rain or or snow so it's kind of dry right now and and number three am I on number three yet there are a lot of dogs and there are a lot of uh, um, elderly people in this area right they don't need that crap oh, right you're not that old Brian you're okay you're not that old I'm fifty I'm fifty <laughs> fifty. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not cool no matter where they're at. That sucks. They should go after them. Did they come to you guys? Because usually the cops, if you do a call like that, they'll come to your house and verify you are who you are and all that. Did they do that? No, they called and uh, uh, did a follow-up call with Tina and asked her, all right, what's your address and all that. So We got a guy up the road who's fighting his neighbor right now. This is so sad. They're going to move because of it. Um, But they're a little bit older, and they've got this a-hole next-door neighbor who is just... 
it doesn't they're not doing anything wrong ever and they are just in their face and they have they have video they have ring video uh some security footage in the back of their house showing mm-hmm. um the the husband the jerk husband while this guy is just trying to go to work the, the friends of ours are just trying to go to work the guy next door is standing up right on the border of their of their lawn where their you know mm-hmm. property lines are with a um signal scrambler that's supposed to like shut the camera down and it's just going beep 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 like this at the camera while while this guy's just trying to get out of his driveway and leave it's the oh we- my it's, god it's so weird dude it's so weird those people are wow. crazy they're crazy i would lose my mind if i lived next door to them I yeah so oh for, for sure them. for sure feel so bad for them and they're like all you know total anti-vaxxer angry you know everyone's wrong mm-hmm. but us kind of people and mm-hmm. yeah and they're just so mean just so mean there was a time oh there's another one where he's out getting his mail and they have video of this. I've seen this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The late the lady next door, who's the jerk, backs her van out into the street, and then drives really fast and very close to him at the th- at the mailbox on purpose. Lays on the horn, rolls down the window, and says, "Get the f out of the way," or whatever. Oh my god! Like, right there, then- I know it is. It's the most horrifying thing. I was like, "You guys, I'm so sorry." You shouldn't have to deal oh. with this. It's awful. I don't know who we, right, we can't dox people, right? That's wrong, right? Can we? No, we can't. We can't dox them. Well, I mean, it'll get you kicked off Twitch for a month. I can tell you. All that. right, okay, we're not going to dox. People. I can tell you that for for some yeah. experience I have. Let's but see. if you'd like their address, just email me at. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. They're really bad. But anyway, there's that. Hey, I got an email from a guy named uh, Christopher. He said, cool. uh, "Cops was his his uh, discussion topic here." says, you mentioned watching cops as being cathartic and relaxing. Have you heard of the podcast Running From Cops? It's a six-episode look into the series and how they portrayed the people on the show and some of the issues with it. No, I've never heard of it. But it so, sounds it's a, my, so it's a behind-the-scenes of the behind-the-scenes of cops. That's what it sounds like. I would be totally into this. So Did uh, you? I don't remember you mentioning co- watching cops being cathartic and relaxing. I mean, oh, I remember you saying time. it makes you feel better about, about life because... You see these people, you know, dancing on the hood in a wife beater, holding a, a Jack Daniels and a gun. <laughs> Jack Daniels in one hand, a gun in the other hand, going, mm-hmm. "Look at me!" Yeah, no, totally. It's a, it's a weird when it's on, and I don't see it that often because I don't have TV anymore, like regular TV. Uh-huh. Um, but when it's on, I can't help but watch it. And no matter what I was worried about that day, mm-hmm. all gotcha, goes away. Gotcha. It's like, oh. Oh right, there are people okay. like I this. That's cathartic, yeah. I I don't find watching cops relaxing at all because it's like, oh my god, that's a person that exists. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's weird. It's, it's a double-edged real... sword because part of you is like, <laughs> part of you should be like what you're saying. It's like, oh shoot, that guy. I hope he never comes near me. But then on the other hand, I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm we're good. We have it good. We're all right. This guy's crazy and we're not, so everything's fine. Like I'm getting a bit of that out of the Tiger King. Like that's kind of yeah. what I'm getting out yeah. of that. So uh, sure, exactly. No matter how how weird your life is, you're not uh, you're not Tiger King uh, people. No, you're not Doc. That guy. Uh, running from cops is on. Oh, it's a podcast. Yeah, he says that in the thing. Does he? <clears throat> yeah, he says. Say uh, have you heard the podcast? Running oh, from I have cops? the podcast running from cops. For some reason, I was looking to see if it was like a a video series, but it's just an audio. Just series. an audio okay. thing, yeah. But I'll check that. I'll check that out. I like For stuff sure. like that. It's cool. It's only six episodes. Yeah. No big deal. I can consume that in these in these dark times. Uh, I got another one from Wind, <laughs> Wind Magus. 
Uh, we checked. He, you know what? I always want to say let's check in on for Third Eagle, but I guess he's just doing rosary shit, right? He's not even doing he anything is. cool. It's every day. It's, uh, yeah, let's see what it was today. Turn Because I'll get on YouTube. Um, a lot of the times the the music that I get sent from a um, a band yeah. is uh, uh, a link to their their uh, video, right? A link to their sure. um, YouTube. Sure. And I'll always see live right now is, uh, what's his face? Is Third Eagle. See what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Pray for Donald Trump to fulfill Bible Bible prophecy. Oh, that's today's. That was today's. That was uh, ended thirty seven minutes ago. What spe- what specific prophecy or the whole thing? He ends it. I think he ends it right at nine o'clock, so he can watch us. Oh, that's like, right. It's perfectly yeah. timed. Yeah, he's he needs to hop over to this channel and give us a listen. See what we're saying. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. It's <laughs> overwhelming. Yeah, it's overwhelming. <laughs> that's right. It's overwhelming. Donald is very obviously shown here. I mean, look at his hairdo. Okay. That's back when he was being critical of him, but now. now. Oh, really? YouTube blocked true prophecy. Uh And I would say, whoa, whoa, whoa to you people who are blocking true prophecy. Okay. (laughs) I'm off of the number four, as we know, (laughs) is a leopard, and I moved over to 180. Because I've moved 180 degrees from the way I previously felt about Donald Trump. I don't know why they have to have logos for every time the Pope goes somewhere. All right, that's fine. You can just stay over Do they have logos for when the Pope goes somewhere? I don't remember the context This is of a that. new clip. I don't know this one. Like- I, it's actually, when did I get that? <laughs> that may be, oh no, 2015. I don't remember the context though. I don't either. That's great. That was a while ago. <laughs> have we been listening? Pope oh, visits Germany 2015. The first clip I have of him was only not even a full year into the show. That's crazy. That was 2012, oh, wow. October 9th, 2012. Let's see. Vladimir Putin. Yeah, that's the first time I recorded anything. Wow. Yeah. Really? Okay. Did you see that picture of P- P- Putin in like the protective gear stuff? Did you see that by chance? No. No. I tweeted this too. It's like a... Oh, if I can find it. It's like a full hazmat looking, like barely can oh, see his eyes. Yeah, there he is right there, like a uh, yellow, like he's Walter White it up. I think he Walter might. Walter White making meth. Totally. He looks like he's taking it. He might be taking this a little serious, I'm thinking. You know? He might actually be afraid of the virus by the looks of Man, things. Could he pull his pants up any higher? I mean, it's basically like. No. Like, you'd have to, to stick his finger in his belly button, he'd have to actually unzip his fly at yeah. this point. Yeah. Check out the devil horse. No, I'm not checking out the devil horse. <laughs> oh, I miss I miss his uh, ramblings about the Denver airport. I know. This is when life was simpler. 2013. What a glorious time in our lives. Yes. Okay. Anyway, that's right, not the anyway. email. <clears throat> when Mega says this, fun question for you guys. What are your top five uh, superhero movies? Note, this includes the X-Men uh, two was good, he says. The Spider-Man's Into the Spider-Verse was fantastic. Batman, <laughs> offbeat stuff like Kick-Ass, Scott Pilgrim, of course, the MCU. Go, he says. Sure. All right, do you wow, have a top okay. five? Because I have a top five, but I want to hear yours. Um, I haven't given it a lot of thought, but I would put uh, The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no particular order, by the way. Dark Knight. Okay. Um, Infinity War, Endgame. I still I still want to count that as one movie. I know it's two movies. But it's a, it's a, you don't get one without. I would give it, I would do the same. I would, I would lump those Uh, together. Yeah. Um, Civil War, Captain America, Civil War, um, Into the Spider-Verse, I 100% agree with that one. Mm -hmm. And, um. This is where, yeah, number five gets tricky, right? 
it does get tricky because I want to put something. If you had a whole, to, if you had a whole list in front out. of you, it would be you'd be easier. But we don't have that, so you're gonna have to just yeah, pull we really it out don't. Um, I hate going back into the MCU, but I, I, you know, I dip back in there. Um, I would put uh, Thor Ragnar. Oh uh, no, it would be either Gar- no, it'd be Thor Ragnar. Okay, I love Thor Ragnar. It's I great. It's an movie. amazing film. Yeah. All right, here's my yeah. list. It's not all that different. Mine is Winter Soldier number one. I uh, just saw it again and confirmed that. I loved it. Uh, I would then put the Endgame duology on there. Then I would put Dark Knight. Then I would go... Actually, I'm sorry. I would go then Spider-Verse, then Dark Knight. And then my odd one would be um, Road to Perdition. Is, well, a, is a very good... Not a good, superhero movie. It is based on a graphic novel, but... I mean, yeah, he does that doesn't count, does it? He does say superheroes. Yeah. All right, let's yeah, scratch that. Yeah, he does not that. say movies based on comic books. Scratch so. that then. Let's scratch that. I... Oh, and having not seen Birds of Prey yet makes me sad because I think that would probably be on here. Maybe I don't think it would. You saw it, right? Because you saw. I've not seen it. Uh, yeah, you can rent it. Like you know, it's a. It's an early release. You rent it for about twenty bucks, though. Yeah, it's like a whole. You want to have well, <laughs> Kim and I are the whole family well, at the moment. Fill, fill the whole household of yeah. people to watch it. You're about to <laughs> Is that say? what I was going to say? Is that yeah. what you were going to see, Jessica? <laughs> It's impossible, by the way, not to think of these things. I was watching, or no, just on Twitter today, Haley Steinfeld was talking about a new, a new, um, a song that she's releasing this week, and it's got a picture of her going like this, yeah, <laughs> and she's just all touching her face. I'm like, no, don't be touching your face. And then I'll yeah, see no, something on TV last night. I was watching Dharma and Greg of all things on Hulu because it's uh-huh. mindless '90s sitcom, right? And I'm it's watching really it, nice. and there's a scene with like 100 people all hanging out in a wedding, and I'm like, no, you can't all be there. <laughs> Break it up. Go home. Uh, no, anyway. still not available to rent Birds of Prey. Uh, not till April 7th, but you can buy it for 20 bucks. Mm. But boy, you better decide you like it for buying it for 20 People, bucks. People, that thing got braves. It, it did was it really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It I, was, thought it did, I thought it did well, but I didn't think I didn't think I saw better reviews for that than I did uh, Suicide Squad. Let me see. Um, oh, no, definitely better than Suicide Squad. Uh, really? Bir- okay. Birds of Prey, right. let's see. And the fabulous. So, I mean, not through the roof, but 78%, whereas mm-hmm. um, Suicide Squad did. Uh, if I can find it. I will. Suicide Squad I will was 27%. So, yeah, big. It was only 20. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay, way better. <laughs> Suicide Squad only got 27%. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I did very well. I liked poorly. that so much more than. Uh, I liked it more than. Aquaman. I didn't like it nearly as much, obviously, as um, um, Wonder Woman. I thought Wonder Woman has been the best of the DC. Oh yeah, yeah. Stuff, but uh, I keep hearing Suicide Squad and that and the um, Shazam deal were both. I never saw the Shazam thing, but these were both like Shazam was okay. Yeah, there was all right, but I but I but uh, the Birds of Prey business is supposed to be real good. Interesting. All right. Well, then, uh, as soon as that's available to rent, listen. Right now, five ninety nine rent. Uh, if you have not seen any, you've seen it because we both raved about it. But mm. uh, people listening, the sound of my voice. If you have not watched Knives Out yet, five ninety nine. Oh. You're stuck in the house. No excuse. So good. Rent that business and enjoy the hell out of it. Watch I mean, it I'm twice. even thinking about. I'm even yeah exactly. I'm even thinking about buying the HD with all the bonus stuff in it because. Like, I enjoyed that movie so much. I would I would watch it multiple times. It is likely worth that because it's so there's so much stuff that you want to see again the next time. It is a fantastic film. I can't wait yeah, to see really them is. do more of those. That'll be real good. 
How's uh, the... See, the iTunes Extras features hours of exciting special features, multi-part documentary, making a murder, audio commentaries, deleted scenes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. I'm buying that later. Oh, weird. Rotten Tomatoes doesn't even have a section for, for box office anymore because there is no box office right now. Right. Oh, I know. Yeah. Amy, AMC obviously had to let go all their their um, employees. Yeah. They actually did the same now with their CEO and their executives are all furloughed now. Like there is no, there is nobody working at AMC right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's all. It's like a. I I worry about that industry. Yeah. The, not the film industry, not as much as I do the theater industry. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like if we, yeah, they were sure. not, they were already. It's already hard. They're it's already like, struggling, and this is like, ugh. it's like GameSpot yeah. or Stop rather, or um, who else? Uh, Barnes and Noble. How are they doing? Mm. How's this gonna go? Yeah, no browsing books. You got to basically say, um, tell me what's on the shelf, uh, the third shelf over in the self help and business section, and mm. uh, and then I'll come by and pick up a couple titles from it. Yeah. Give me a list. I'll pre order and I'll do curbside pickup of yeah. books. A little, a little too weird right now. Yeah. Someone in the chat says they don't like Fargo. They can, they can just unfriend no. me. No, no. Unfriend you me. Like what they like. You know what that means, Scott? More for you. That means that that when you stream Fargo, there's a little bit of extra bandwidth you're going to get because they're not going to be streaming Fargo. Fair enough. Okay? Yes. Whatever void Jedi seventy one leaves when he's not watching Fargo, I will gladly fill watching there you go. Fargo. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Do we want to, let's see, what do we do here? Let's do, you know what? Let's do the news and then our okay. break and then uh, Wendy, and then we'll follow things up with the haiku at the end. I like that okay. idea. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So let's do this now. Whoops. Now. Whoops. Now. I don't watch the news. <laughs> Third time's the charm. Hey, you guys, look, it's the news and it's brought to you by. Do you like moon? Do you like film sack? Well, good news. We're going to get some moon in our film sack. We're going to get some film sack in your moon this weekend. Get sub, subbed up early. Sub yourself at filmsack.com. Yeah, I'm excited about moon for I some reason. I think we're going to watch that tonight. Yeah. I probably should try to squeeze uh, it in early because Friday's kind of weird. Yeah, I've got a lot of... <laughs> all of a sudden, freelance mm -hmm. is, uh, is surprisingly... Brisk? Like brisk. I don't know why, but mm. uh, yeah, I yeah. Don't... One of my clients is uh, is a yacht charter. Like she, she charters yachts, and I guess this is a good thing to do if you just want to go somewhere with your family that you're already locked in a house with. Charter a yacht, and you're really social distancing yourself from everyone. There. Yeah, but then, but you still got to like fly and stuff, right? Like to get to the yacht, or do you? And I guess you well, could live yeah. there. I guess you'd be living well, on like, the coast. If you live there, I mean, she yeah. These are these are a lot of the people who charter yachts uh, have their own planes that they fly to get to the yacht. So that's a good point. They can self isolate so okay. with their thirty yep. thirty thousand dollars a trip plane. Sure, exactly, exactly. Uh, those people can maybe. You maybe, know what? Yeah. Uh, whatever. You know, I, hey, if, if they if they've earned their spot and they've got the means, good for them. Yeah, I'm not so sure. All <laughs> I'm not mad at people just because they make money. No, I'm not <laughs> mad at people for making money or having money. What I'm mad at is the disparity that we see in times like this well sure because they're yes and i hope that they are that good point i do hope that they are using some of that money to donate to, to people in need right now right uh all right <laughs> <laughs> what what did carl kalak chick someone's next time brian stop being the voice of reason 
Yeah, Brian, quit being the voice of reason. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop being the voice of reason. Okay. Gosh, fine. dang it. So much reason in here. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, screw people with money. <laughs> Uh, tell me about tell me about Chili's. Scott. All right, Chili's did a mean thing. Uh, the Orlando Airport Chili's asked servers to come in and clean, and then fired them all when they were done. <laughs> Not cool. Uh, readers, I want my job back, job back, job back, job back. <laughs> Chili's, we're huge dicks. Uh, readers and workers at the Chili's location have noted the restaurant is operated uh, by franchise HMS host. Not the parent company, so this is important. Uh, so don't get mad at Chili's corporate necessarily, but get mad at this franchise. Anyway, uh, the workers were called in and asked to disinfect and clean the entire restaurant before being individually taken aside and terminated, according to News 13. Uh, they interviewed the workers. We were disinfecting all the tabletops, moving the uh, the booths around, scrubbing the floorboards, wiping up and down the walls, bleaching everything, mopping, says Armelius Medina. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt you right there. Yeah. Because... Mopping is definitely what they meant to write. Yeah. But they only put one piece, so it's moping. Oh, moping. They were wiping down the walls, bleaching everything, and moping. And moping. <laughs> they probably were moping a little. They probably were moping. <laughs> yeah. That typo may be accurate by accident. Well done, Orlando Weekly. They were moping. Yeah. This is after we had cleaned. Uh, we were then told we were being laid off. I had a panic attack and almost fainted. I was dropping to the floor, couldn't breathe. I also have asthma, so everything was out of control. Servers in most restaurants Jeez. clean their own stations and do side work choice, chores to set up the kitchen and beverage station. Uh, during this time, servers are paid the state's tipping minimum wage as little as 5 bucks an hour, 5.55 to be exact. Uh, first, Chili servers uh, thought the deep cleaning was in response to the coronavirus. Earlier in March, uh, the airport announced the intense cleaning of the entire airport, especially high-touch point areas. No, it still is that. Mm-hmm. But but they they were a holes and fired you as soon as you yeah. got the hard work done. Exactly, they should have. It's those people with been, money that I'm mad at, Brian. It's those people with money. You know what? I'll, I'll agree with you. And what they should have done, if they knew they were going to be letting these people go, and they knew that they needed the place clean, they should have said, "All right, here's the deal. Um, we're going to have to let you go. If you want to stay and clean today, we will pay you for your time and your work today." But if you don't, we understand, and and you know, <clears throat> that's what they should have done is been upfront with them instead of, like, thanks for cleaning. First place is this brand new mop. Third place is you're fired. <laughs> yeah. Worst part about this story is brand new mope. Your mope. Yeah, brand new mope. Bring your mope. Bring your own mope. Yeah. Uh, the worst part of the story is I'm kind of hungry for Chili's now. Is that bad? It's kind of bad. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is bad. It what are you, What are you specifically hungry for at Chili's? They have not- really good uh, salsa and chips. They just keep bringing to you. No, they don't. They do. Oh, no. No, they do. No, their chips Their chips are not like made fresh in the restaurant. At least the one here, they're those. It's a bag of chips like you could get at, at, at your local grocery <laughs> store, Scott. Well, the kind I know I those get. chips and I know that salsa. And it's basically like tomato sauce with no spice or flavor to it. Your, 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 uh, but they your, make, mis- your Mandela-ing effect. You probably had <laughs> chips and salsa at a really good place near a Chili's. Maybe. It's possible. It's possible. Or maybe they had, I don't know, maybe it was, every time I go there, they're just they're just like salty and fresh and hot. I got out of a oh, fryer. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Then you know what? Then maybe your chilies is different because the ones I always get yeah. are the perfectly, uh, 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 not, not isosceles. What's the, what's the triangle? They're all three quarters of the same. A equilateral. equilateral. Every chip is an equilateral triangle. That has, you know, been fried to pieces and came in a bag and dumped in a bowl, and then a bowl of 
chunky tomato sauce to dip it in. And that is hilarious because I don't think they're doing that here, unless I'm just crazy and I like a very well, basic thing. It also it also has been about ten years since I've been to a Chili's. <laughs> Well, I mean, with the experience you've had, I wouldn't blame you. It sounds like it was a rough yeah. time. Oh, yeah, it was done. It was the one on Youngfield, 35th and Youngfield, um, which is next door to a brand-new Starbucks, and I'll go to the Starbucks, and I'll ask for chips and salsa at the Starbucks before I ask for chips and salsa at Chili's ever again. Yeah, I guess so. Well, my little apparently, uh, <laughs> apparently I've been misinformed. But, again, I can't go check well, now. You well, might, you might have a – well, I mean, I'm sure I'm – sure either, A, every Chili's is different, and, and maybe they do fry their own at the one by you, or, B – they stopped getting the bags of chips in the last 10 years and they've done better and, and gotten good chips. Their barbecue ribs taste like hairspray. I will say that. Oh, really? See, okay, then. <laughs> that would be the only thing I'd get there. Yeah. <laughs> that's where, again, that's where our, our little, uh, uh, it's like if I'm going to Chili's, yeah, the barbecue ribs are about the only thing I'd get there. Yeah, the baby back ribs. The, the one, the marquee uh, product they have and I think it yes, tastes like exactly. hairspray. There's a reason that, yeah, exactly. That's amazing. That's funny. Um, Dice Tomato agrees with you, by the way. Oh, he does. All right. Yeah. Dice Tomato. Well, his name's Dice Tomato. He's a bowl of. of yeah, it's uh, funny. Yeah, he's a bowl of what I consider their salsa. Dude. Yeah. Currency actually agrees. Honestly, our chilies had good chips and salsa as well. It's not amazing, but I agree with Scott. They were freshly made. Okay, then. And then, um, let's see. <clears throat> JC Calhoun has a photo. Oh no, that's definitely not what the chips and salsa looked like that I was getting. Let's I mean, see. it was seriously like a bag of. Um, me sandia chips that you can get at the grocery store that have that have the label that say two dollars only oh. <laughs> instead of only two dollars yeah this is more this is what i'm talking about here this is what we yeah. usually get that if that's what i got i would be a lot happier yeah they're um, like that and they come out sometimes and the actually one of the problems is if they were sometimes the bottom ones are super oily because they're like fresh out of the fryer thing okay see and i like that um but we all can we all agree that um the narrower your stupid bowl of salsa, the worse. Oh, the worse it is because, hundred percent. Yeah, you need the uh, you need the wider bowl to dip the salsa in. Yeah. I'm not going to break my chip in half just so I can get into that dang little tiny bowl of salsa. Completely agree on this point. We are. This is the bipartisan coming together of the chilies. <laughs> Our chilies bill is going through today, you guys. I'm signing this into law. <laughs> That bowl's too small. Executive order. Uh, <laughs> salsa bowls need to be four inches wide, minimum four inches wide, three inches deep, and uh, need to be served with a side of hamburgers and uh, cafe fe. Yeah, there you go. Hamburgers. So, hamburgers. But it's the same little cup they use for like a dollop of like uh, sour right, cream ranch or for dipping your celery into. Yes. That's, that's yes. what that's good for. You know why? Because celery stock can fit It's in a narrow little thing, and it's perfect. Those are great. Keep those chilies. But for chips... What the frick are you doing? <laughs> my apparently my Trump impersonation makes uh, Rainbow Bright's uh, skin crawl. It's because it's accurate. That's why. Yeah. Because it's very good. Except for you haven't done that one I love in a while. The. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sign an official executive order today to me. Make- <laughs> uh. We could, if I was no, I like, I, I'm liking, I've been watching the uh, the news conferences with him doing his coronavirus update. I try. He just has I can't diarrhea. He I has can't. diarrhea of the mouth, yeah. and he just can't. He wants to tell more than he actually has concrete information about. Yeah, so he'll make stuff up. And but what's hard right. about those things too is um, 
you can tell he really misses his rally opportunities, so he's kind of oh, sneaking yeah, a little totally. bit of yeah, he's in. using his he's trying to do his stand up routine on at the uh at the coronavirus updates. Yeah. And that according <laughs> and how about this coronavirus, folks? <laughs> What's that about? And that whole like Silent enemy. This thing that he does, the, the yeah, the accordion, accordion? The, the Trump uh, accordion of lies. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't. All understand right, sorry, it. sorry. It's all right. Politics. Yeah, what are you gonna do? All right. Here's uh, what's this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a story. And this is the final one. Uh, Costco will now uh, will now not allow returns on high demand items like toilet paper, water, and more. <laughs> what, what? What? Yep. So Brian, all that toilet paper you bought at your Costco, they are not oh. taking it back. That's it. I was planning on taking that back right after Easter. Like oh. I basically was uh, hoping to, to <laughs> get all my money back. Yeah. Yeah. Right Easter is Easter, the big day. So That's like the big day to take your toilet paper back. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. I'm just going to have to turn it into a, a bed in the spare bedroom. <laughs> Parents should, instead of getting eggs and going crazy with the Easter stuff, they should uh-huh. hide little squares of toilet paper all around their house. <laughs> make the well, you know, it, you could decorate it. Just, uh, just run run the toilet paper like streamers all around your house and your trees. And, yeah, why not? I like this a lot. But yeah, they're not taking it back as a way of saying, look, you came in here and went nuts and overstocked. We're not going to help you out of that. Um, Good. Uh, and they're going to have plenty of stock to get new people what they need. So it's not like they have to get it returned so that they can then get it out right. to people in need. So yeah, screw those guys for You're overdoing just it. just going to have to put it on Craigslist like the rest of us. Yeah, or just don't get what you need. But don't, right. don't, you know, don't Mad Max in there and say you run Barter Town and steal everything and take it all. Like just, just uh, you know, at least at least with toilet paper, it's not going to spoil. They can keep filling their basement with toilet paper and yeah, never have to buy toilet paper. I'm kind of worried for the toilet paper industry, right? With everybody who bought all their supply, they're not going to. People are not going to need to buy toilet paper for the next five years. Well, apparently, Charmin is going to be uh, out of business. Apparently, it is so. There's so, it, there's so much of it worldwide, like the production um, cap capability or capacity for toilet paper is nowhere near its limit. Like it, this was just like a bus, a break in the supply chain is all. So when everyone buys it all at once, it's like, oh, well, we didn't order that much. So order more. And now there's more coming. And it's not like they it's not like there's some factory where they're just scraping the barrel and they can't make enough toilet paper. <laughs> It'll be Kevin Kipper posted a uh, a photo from Costco saying returns will not be accepted on toilet paper, paper towels, sanitizing wipes, water, rice. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, rice. Yeah, there it is. Rice Rice. and Lysol. None of those things go together real well. Normally. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Rice all. (laughs) Rice all. Um, No, we we bought a bag of uh, rice at the Chinese market maybe three years ago, two or three years ago, and we still... I mean, that stuff keeps forever, right? We oh, just yeah. basically, we come downstairs, we fill up our little container of it, take it back upstairs, and we make rice with that. Yeah. So. It's good. It'll last yes, forever, man. totally fine. It will last forever. That's what I'm saying. All right, keep we're going to- Keep it sealed, keep the weevils out. Exactly. Keep those weevils out. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister will be here. It's a mystery what she wants to talk about. I have a feeling it'll mm-hmm. be something about dealing with the stress of this time, so, uh, I hope so. we'll see what she has to say. In the meantime, uh, a song from Brian, who will play it now. What are we doing? Yeah, oh, I'm excited about this one. This is a uh, performer who goes by the name Dayglow. And um, this, uh, I love this. This this is like an uplifting, fun pop song, kind of Vampire Weekend-y, maybe a little OK Go in there. 
But uh, I mean, you look at this guy in his photos and he's just the happiest looking dude. Dayglow, mm-hmm. D-A-Y-G-L-O-W. Got a brand new album called Fuzzy Brain. Here is the song, Can I Call You Tonight? Oh, awesome. All right. Are you doing, can- doing the video? Yeah, I'm going to do the video for people at home. Cool. So enjoy this cool, cool. and uh, we'll be right back after this.
those nasty boys will be my foot servants. What's the right tip? The Morning Stream. Mock death at your own peril. That was very cool. I like that a lot. Wasn't that awesome? Yeah. And that, I know you don't do the video too often, but that, that video I saw, I said, oh, this is this is like perfect. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> What's weird is there's another official video that's different than that. It's yeah, like a, yeah, like a live video. That's just the visualizer video. By the way, the band again, uh, Dayglow, D-A-Y-G-L-O-W, Can I Call You Tonight from the album. It came out last year called Fuzzy Brain. Fuzzy and, Brain. Um, Fuzzy Brain. Just such a great, such a great time. Pretty great. Yeah, I like that a lot. All right, uh, Wendy time. Let's see what's up in the world of Wendy and Dunford Johnson. <laughs> Would you like her address as well? Her phone number? Her social security? <laughs> I can give it all if you'd like it. Good. Good. Hey. Oh, hi. Hello. How are you? Hello. I'm all right. How really? are you guys? Uh, you know, doing doing what we can. Oh, I got to play your intro, but it's... Hold on. Let me try this. Something wrong, Batman? Has anybody seen Wendy? There. I'll stop it there because it still has that old... Uh, Nobody hears you <laughs> fart or whatever. I gotta, I gotta get a new one up there. Anyway, I know what. What else is on your mind that you have don't have this done? Yeah, there's like there's nothing yeah. else going on uh, exactly. at all. And uh, man, right. I just that reminds me how bad my inbox is right now. I my emails are out of control. I gotta get in there and like do those today because people are gonna think I'm dead or something. Anyway, don't think that. Think good thoughts. Hey, uh, good it's thoughts. my it's my sister Wendy. He she sh, he she. Sorry. <laughs> She. <laughs> I identify as she. Yeah, she you. identifies as she. Always has. Probably always will. Uh, is you never know. A, I have space for that. She's an actual therapist, and here's the problem: not only are you that, you're a mother of four with four kids home from school. You're uh, busy in the community, uh, doing all kinds of other stuff too. And I don't know how you're doing it. So, mm-hmm. how is that going? How are how are you holding up in all of this business? Uh, thank. First of all, thank you for. Like literally being the only person in my life that asks me that. Oh wow! <laughs> really? People well, should ask people more. That's, that's a thing. You know what it is, mm. though. I think when you're you're supposed to always be the strong one. Mm-hmm. I mean, and legit, like that's what I'm used to, right? Right. No, nobody asks because they're actually not okay to ask, right? So Scott, somehow you with your now chilled out version of no anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> is the only one that can do it well no i, I appreciate have, that That's I, very nice. I may have spoken too soon I, I don't know like lately this this was all well and fine in terms of like self-isolation and everything right up until yesterday when i found out that nick is home sick and like really sick but not apparent it appears not to be this but we don't know yeah. but he's got a job where he's the only one that's sort of out you know in public interacting with people yeah so uh, for all i know okay. he does have it and if he does have it there's nothing not a lot, a lot we can do because, A, I'm here and I'm stuck here and we're not supposed to go near him. We can take things to his doorstep. We did that yesterday. Um, you know, we do what we can, but there's very little you can do. And I don't like that feeling at all. I don't like that feeling of like being completely separated from your kids, no matter where they are, what station they're in. Uh, and, and it's the right thing to be separated. Like that's, that is what we're supposed to do. But yeah. man, it sucks. I hate it. I really hate that. So I'm back to freaking out. Not freaking out, okay, but I'm, I'm stressed about well. him, and I don't want him to feel like he's just alone. Because he, he is. He's just alone over there. 
He's got nobody. Because um, he's he's just moved into an apartment by himself. Is that what? Yeah, he I moved he moved oh, out about a month ago or a month or and a half he ago. Had a he has no? room. He has roommates, but they he doesn't know them. Um, he, oh wow! Yeah, okay. they're students at the U. They're all nice kids, but he doesn't know who they are. He just he got this great deal on this apartment, and he, he's getting to know them. But that all started right about the time this all fell apart, and a lot of them aren't even there. They're they're, they're home. at home because they went before all the lockdown. And okay. in, in Nick's case, it's just the timing sucks, and and Jeez, and it's, it seems no to be like a head cold thing, and it seems not not to be related. But still, even if it's not, because none of those viruses took a break, they're all like, "Oh no, we're still I here." Know. I know. You know, they're they're all good. Um, so it's just I hate it. That part I really hate, and it's more of a frustration than than anxiety. It's just like I'm mad, and I want to. I've been taking it. Here's the problem: I've been taking it out on people without even knowing it. Like mm, I've noticed, yeah. Join the club. That's what everyone's doing. Yeah, like in a, te- a text exchange <laughs> with somebody, I might be a little irritable, or somebody on the phone, or you know, trying to talk to a bank about stuff is just like pulling hair, and it's kind of yeah. weird. So anyway, I don't know what you came with today, but because you didn't tell me, but I'm guessing it has to do with dealing with some of this uh, this uh, weird position we are. Like I said earlier in the show, this this space between the lightning and the thunder. So, uh, yeah. what's on your yeah. mind? Well, <clears throat> I mean, I think there's a couple of things. One being, first of all, thank you for asking about me. It, it was, uh, you, you sent a text like last week that you were sort of like, Hey, we don't have to do the show tomorrow. You know, how are you doing? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I was such a mess. Yeah. And I have, I cry once a year people. And that was, that was that night. So I appreciate you, uh, helping me oh, cry hard. You, only, you got your one year, one of the year. I got my year to cry, which I'm a little worried about. Cause I think in the era of pandemics, it might be more than yeah, once a year. So yeah. I don't know. You know what? It's okay. It's okay. Thank you, Brian. It's okay. It's totally well, okay. And, and and it, it leads to actually what I want to talk about because I think um, there's a there's a great article that I could send you that I've lost already, but uh, the Harvard Business Review I think is where it is um, about that feeling you're feeling is called grief, mm. and um, also a really awesome resource I'm going to just say at the top of the show here is grief.com. This is David Kessler's stuff. He is the sort of expert on grief in the world. Um, you know, the five stages, the lady who did that, he was sort of uh, worked with her on all of these things. Um, and it's all pretty good stuff. Well, they have this sort of live pop-up Facebook group, one o'clock every day, where they talk about handling pandemic stuff. Because here's here's what I'm getting at, is that it's stressful. There's all these things happening. I mean, I have clearly a lot going on. Um, and kids that I have to sort of worry about their emotional well-being and now their academic well-being yeah. <laughs> and their physical, social, all those things all at once. You know, it's a lot. Yeah. And what you what you maybe aren't realizing, and I and I I think for anyone listening, um, this exercise, I should say, you you uh, the caveat is if you don't fill up to this, don't do this. Mm. Um, but because it could be a little bit overwhelming, is is to sit down with a pen and paper when you have a quiet moment maybe outside away from people. I don't know <laughs> uh-huh. uh, where, where you write out some of the things that you've lost. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's, there is a lot of grief and we've talked about grief on this show before that we have rituals around death and, you know, a funeral or burial that helps us uh, activate grief. Um, 
you know, without us choosing to most of the time, right? Like it's, it just kind of goes through us and sure. we feel it and we, we grieve. But when it's this type of thing where it's so many things at once and many of them are pretty superficial mm -hmm. um, in the big scheme of things, we have a, a real tendency to lock them away or push them down, see them as, oh, I should just feel grateful or lucky that I'm alive or that my family's safe or, you know, you, you just deny grief a chance to actually serve you. Mm. So the idea would be is you would write down the things that you have lost because the pandemic started and it can be, obviously there's very intense, serious things. Maybe your job is lost instantly, or maybe your a source of income is lost. Maybe you've legitimately lost someone to the disease already. Um, all the way down to you, you really liked your yoga class and hanging out with people after to talk and have a coffee. That is a loss. Yeah. And, and you're, you're saying mean, it doesn't matter. It's valid. It's valid. Even, it's valid even though, even though somebody, lost. somebody may hear that and go, Oh, pfft, your problems are nothing compared yeah, to what I'm dealing like, with. You're saying, which don't exactly worry about is any the of that. problem with the internet right. because yeah. we're all compete. It's as if there's some <clears throat> scarcity for loss. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. there isn't. Mm -hmm. But I, but also don't be writing on Twitter that you're so sad about your yoga class because they'll eat you alive for this very reason. Because there isn't, here's the thing, there's no space if we don't grieve. Mm. So we all have our capacity for compassion and we're all concerned about our neighbors. I mean, I'm in Minnesota where they're basically Swedish, so they don't come out and talk much anyway in the winter. <laughs> but this the spring is when they do, they usually emerge. And what I'm noticing is that it's like a traffic jam on my street now of walkers because everyone is compulsively walking oh, yeah. and walking their dogs, yeah. but we can't mm -hmm. actually communicate, connect in the same way. So maybe we're yelling hello or, you know, whatever. So there's this weird, we're all in it together alone experience that is very interesting. And there's some, there's some really cool silver linings that I, I think will come out of all of this that, and maybe it's too too soon to talk about, but um, but there is this like maybe a bit of scarcity for pain. Like you don't get to feel bad about that. So, for example, I have a friend who you know loves the jazz and is so sad that she and her family don't get to go to jazz games. Well, you don't want to tell anyone that who yeah, is right. not paying their bills, right? Right. I right. get that, but yeah. guess what? That for her is loss, and that's just as it's just as damaging for her to shove all that down as it is for someone to shove all the grief down from some other thing. Right. But death is kind of the only thing we've ever given ourselves actual permission to grieve about typically as Americans. I think we're, we are, we have a special brand of this Yeah. of maybe cheery look beyond that and you should be grateful. So, so when Which, I, am I doing this? I think I'm doing this. Cause when I, every time I say, I want to talk about how the heater broke and it's snowing and it's cold and Kim and I are scrambling to figure out how to keep the house warm and not freeze the pipes while we wait for Amazon to slow boat a thing to us. I feel like I always have to do a caveat before I explain it to people and say, I know people are in way worse situations. I know there's a way worse reason to complain about. I mean, there's, there are people with already who, who've who got dead mothers or fathers who can't even go see the body because they're not allowed to you know like i i come up with all the worst case scenarios and then i tell people i know that all that is happening but anyway our heater's off and it sucks and it's cold and it's you know what i mean like i feel like i have to explain that every time because i don't want people to think that i'm undercutting their 
problems. You, you know what I'm saying? So, so really quick, why are you telling anybody anything? Well, about usually it? it's just on the show is what I'm talking about. So so oh, I'm not okay. Okay. not, not, well, I'm not mean, going outside and going, hey, you guy over there walking your dog. <laughs> my heater's <laughs> out. Let me, tell you about my heater. Let me tell you about my life. No, yeah. I mean the the in the impulse is the same whether it was face to face, you call a friend or you know whatever, as you do it on the show. But what is the motive of saying it out loud? How does why do that? Not the not the caveat. We'll talk about that in a second. But why tell people about your pipes? I mean, I don't know. I think it's because I. That's a really great question. Why well, do I, mean, I do would, it? Well, I mean, the question is, would we do it if we didn't have this outlet? Would we be telling people about? Yes, you would. Pipes or- I mean, we we might would. be. I think that it would be less likely though because I have that dad gene that dad had, where if we if we're dealing with something and we just don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I do not seek people's help by default. Like if there's a problem or something breaks, I scramble. But you're to not figure seeking someone's own. help. You're just expressing a story that's frustrating. For right. You're I venting. would that but, I would do. But, yes. And, and, yes. And if See, I, I don't could, know if I necessarily would, because <laughs> so Brian doesn't do that. If I was I in, okay. do that. if I was in a room child, of people, so basically, you know, in my head, I go, "Well, what kind of fresh hell is this?" And then I just move <laughs> on. <from it. laughs> That's Brian, I think that, you've been I think, training your whole life I think for that's this. probably true. Brian seems like the type that would probably keep it to himself unless there was a reason it. to bring it up. But if I was in a group of it's let's not say healthy, I know. If I was in a group of five or six people and we're just discussing our day and someone said, yeah, Well, how's it going? You guys go, Oh, we're cold, but otherwise we're fine. Cold, why? Ah, the heater, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like that's how that conversation would probably go. So this is why this is why the internet is also good. And and that is that you are you are seeking human connection in your stress or your challenge or whatever. And that is what makes us actually a pretty amazing species, right? So, I mean, I I think maybe there's a few other species that are pretty good at helping each other do certain things, but a lot of it's just survival instinct and like, all right, that one's got a broken leg. Let's leave it, (laughs) you know, whatever. (laughs) And so we have the power to express, complain, whinge. There's all sorts of words for this, right? And and sometimes people do it too much and sometimes people don't do it enough. But there's this human connecting that, that occurs. Mm-hmm. And it has value. The value is I'm not alone. Uh, I get a little bit of sympathy. I get it out, out of my internal shoving system. I, it's, it's out of me. You will feel better. So if we could scan your brain, you'd feel a little better. Yeah. Um, and it obviously depends on how people react to you, which is why when someone does something online and then gets attacked for it, especially if it, it was intended to connect, that's even that more painful. Because we sort of have to be a little vulnerable to open up to, to say, hey, I have this thing going on um, yeah, and get that connection. So on the, on the very like, superficial side, it's like, hey, I got this crazy story and now we're connecting versus I'm reaching out to ask for help. Okay, so there's like a gamut here. Right. But let's take that... that impulse, that natural connecting kind of thing um, when it comes to what we're losing, right? What everyone is losing from the most serious down to the what would we would think is just not even worth mentioning mm-hmm. is I don't, I'm not recommending anyone go online to get all this back feedback from other people, right. but that you actually grieve yourself because what happens is then I have more space. So for example, I can then feel more compassion for someone else's loss if I have showed myself compassion for my loss. It's it's actually a skill I can extend outward if I can extend it inward, if that makes sense. It's like taking care of your own 
Um, it, it remind, this is a dumb comparison, but when you when you're on a plane and the oxygen masks drop, they always say "do first and then help the person next to you." Mm-hmm. It's like you can't. How can you help them right. if you it's can't a, help yourself? A, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're going to be putting their mask on while you're losing consciousness, and yeah. both of you are going to yeah. like you're better. And, you're better suited and it's if a you get perfect example actually of it because where else in our life do we have that kind of thing that we hear repetitively about take care of yourself nowhere right only on the plane with the mask that's the only place i can think of where it's reminding you that you're no good passed out so do something for you before you try to help someone else right, right. and so that's the point of talking about grief today is that you have something to grieve so here's here's an example from my life so abe is adorable. He really is just so cute. He's now six foot three mm-hmm. <laughs> and so cute and so nice and still like a piece of crap 14 year old too at the same time. Right. <laughs> so anyway, he's so lovely. But and of course, because now I'm appreciating that we're all alive that I think he's lovely, but he's still, you know, he's 14. So he was really weirded out about trying out for sports in school. And he's very good at most of the ones he plays and likes. But Sweden really dampered his sense of a uh, competence because you don't play baseball in Sweden. So he had five years without playing baseball um, or basketball, really. So he, I, I get him to this. I'm very, <laughs> I don't check the kids grades, but I make him try out for a sport, which feels very not right. But also like, I want, I just know the benefit of him having, feeling some competence and taking some risks and losing. And there's nothing greater than baseball to practice losing yeah, because that's true. even the best in the world are going to miss, you know, six out of 10 times a bat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? all, the game, that game is all about low averages on the, is yeah. the high end or not, not the high end, but there are people who are like, Oh, he's batting. He batted 500 this year. Nice job. You're like, yeah, it's like half. <laughs> yeah. And that is incredible. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. and that's, so great, I, that's a great story. Yeah. I've been very, very, uh, that's why I've always wanted him to do baseballs. I want him because he's a terrible loser and he wants to quit everything because he wants things that are easy. Right. So it's, there's parenting reasons. And plus I love baseball. Okay. Um, so he, I get him to do it. He, he starts to get really excited. He starts training. He and I are playing catch every day outside. The kid has a sweet arm and he's left-handed. So like it's ideal. Right. And we're playing and we're practicing and he, we sign him up. He starts going to trainings. He has his mental hiccup, which is just like, oh, I don't want to do this mm-hmm. and panicking and like, oh, I hate, you know, and we're working through it. This is a therapy exercise and it's going well. And it's canceled. One day it's just canceled. Just gone. Yeah. Right. And so we're just like, what? And yeah. so I have to grieve some of it. And so does he. But how does a 14 year old boy grieve? Right. Mm-hmm. And so. This has been my attempt, and I'm giving this as an example of maybe it will spark something in someone that their thing they need to grieve doesn't look like maybe even just sitting down with a pen and paper. But ours is we go outside and we play catch and we talk about losing something, having it taken, and the relief he feels as well, right? He's also a little relieved, and he's also really bummed. And so we start to talk about empathizing with the seniors, like some of these kids are signed to play college baseball and they will not have a senior season and they will not get to, you know, the love of the game or, you know, so we start to empathize with other people's loss around the same loss that we're experiencing. And 
you know, so I am actively trying to show him how to grieve. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I obviously need to grieve too, because I probably care more about it than he does. Um, anyway, so that's an example of like, in the big scheme of things, big freaking deal, right? Once you're a freshman, you miss your baseball season. It's not the end of the world. And compared to everything else, oh, you shouldn't even. But it does matter because what happens is he and I, if we, he and I don't process that at all and we just shove it down, you know, it starts to build hopelessness or it starts to build panic or other things that we, if we don't take care of some of the grief as we go, we're going to be in trouble mm. when everyone is full up to their eyeballs with all the things they're grieving. And, and I think that's where we take it out on other people. Mm-hmm. We, we have less compassion, less patience, less, because we have not treated ourselves kindly in our pain, right? Because right. we all, we are all in pain somehow, some way. Right. So we, do you, in the case of what you're doing with Abe, which sounds like it was going to be really a cool I mean, you were stages into this process, right, of working with yeah. them on it. And it's funny. I relate if I relate to any of your kids, it's mostly Abe, um, tall, lanky, sensitive type. You know, didn't like losing when I was younger. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all of that sounds about like me. And um, and so I see this process as like a really good thing. A kind of process that I kind of wish I had had with mom or dad. I mean, they did things, but they, you know. They didn't know what we know. They don't know what you know about how people, how kids develop and that sort of thing. So I look at all that and I feel a little bit of, I guess it's grief for it. You know, like part of me is like, oh man, this one, there's this one nephew, everybody who's like basically my, uh, there couldn't be a more appropriate uncle nephew combo in terms of, you know, the kinds of personalities we have. And now I feel bad. He didn't get to have this, that finish this opportunity. Or, you know, it all got yanked away, right, as things were, were kicking off. And that's a weird thing to feel. Mm-hmm. And so when you feel that way, and then you just have to go about your day dealing with other people, you realize their problems aren't your problems in a more stark relief sort of way, because it's always true, right? But normally we can go about our business and I can go to the mall and you can go to the store and everybody can just split up and we don't care. But now yeah. it's not like that. I have to, every interaction I have, this thing impacts. It just does. Like people are like, Oh, I can't wait for your shows to not ever talk about this. No, sorry. It's not going to happen. It affects every part of our lives and it's impossible to avoid. So now we're in this much more stark relief sort of focused interaction. And it's impossible for me to try to express, well, not impossible, but if I try to express that I'm sad for my nephew because of this, this thing he lost out on, and I'm trying to tell somebody else who who is currently sad because, um, you know, their heater broke as an example, or somebody else's kid is sick and they don't know if they've got it, or they're worried about their parents and they haven't seen them in two months, or whatever it is. It's just impossible. It, it feels impossible for us to commiserate in a weird way, even though we're all in this together and it's happening to us all collectively. It's hard to feel collective. And here's the thing: mm. we this in theory should be the least lonely moment on the entire spectrum of the human world ever. That doesn't even make sense. But because we are all for probably the first time ever, everyone's thinking about the same thing or Mm -hmm. being affected by the same thing. Like when a a world war maybe, but Mm -hmm. even then there's got, there had to have been places that were just oblivious, obviously. Right. I just, 
it's such an interesting time in that sense of like, no matter where you are in life spectrum of existence, we're all pretty much in the same boat. Now, mm-hmm. obviously someone has a mansion to be housed up and other people are homeless, right? Like there's, mm-hmm. there's still that variation, but there's this thing of, and I think this is happening a little bit with my anxious clients who are feeling very calm is it's this, oh, now everyone matches me. Like I'm not alone that mm-hmm. I'm worried about everything mm-hmm. that, so that, so some of these strange empathic responses can happen, but this is my point of grief is that capacity to empathize with someone else's predicament is only possible when you're doing your own grieving, mm. right? If mm-hmm. you don't grieve for Abe just a little bit and then grieve for your cold house just a little bit and it's like every day taking out, like getting through the bottom of your email and emptying the trash on your computer, your computer wouldn't know what to do, mm-hmm. right? Like we, we, y- you have just more space. You mm-hmm. have more freedom, more emotional availability to be present for someone else's challenge rather than now it's a scarce resource empathy Mm. and that we can't see that you're sad and I'm sad or you lost something and I lost something and it doesn't matter what it is. It's the loss. That's the thing that connects us. Is there, is there a danger in people saying, well, if I just lose myself in the service of others who need it, that will somehow take care of mine. Is that, is that good? Is that, is that a bad approach to take? I think like anything moderation, of it, it matters in the sense of like, you can obviously overdo that, burn yourself out and have, you, you've left the mask off and then you pass out, right? Like mm-hmm. that's a version of that. But I think it's a combination. And I would say there's a lot of folks that tend to be very good at, they want to help everybody else, help everybody else that neglect themselves. That's very common. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it would be probably one of the greatest acts of compassion for them to turn that to themselves and make sure that that they're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this comes very naturally with parents because even though if I want to just sit and read a book and not make another mother effing dinner, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't I don't have that luxury, right? I don't have I have four kids who will like. I mean, we've eaten a lot of candy. Let's be honest. Um, would just eat candy and everyone would feel sick, and you know, like life just gets worse if I stop being mom and though I may want to. So there's some forcing that occurs, I think, when you're in charge of others, which means we tend to have our lashing out maybe at the kids or, you know, the heater or the stupid this or that because our bandwidth is is pretty stretched. I mean, I I read something great this morning about, um, and I should find it to to quote it correctly, but essentially like, hey, if you work full-time, part-time or you're a stay-at-home parent, the, there are reasons that's the case. Mm-hmm. There's the reasons you're not a homeschooling um, full-time teacher. Yeah. And so to expect yourself to now go from, c- continue working um, and from your home and <laughs> take care of everyone and they eat all the time and be their educator, like it's impossible. Mm. It's impossible. Yeah. And, and so if you're going to feel bad about you're not doing doing it right, there's a reason you're not. So... And it kind of went through like how to be kind to yourself and kind to your children. So you read, you play, you, I mean, we've been playing Settlers of Catan. I mean, the wars and the fighting over the, the walls and the, <laughs> I mean, the trading. We're going to be amazing when we're done Oh yeah. Um, at Catan. But like take, that is more educational, emotionally, psychologically beneficial 
than making sure they got their math done mm-hmm. in just the right way. Because I have no business teaching my kids math. No, neither and do so, I. so a bit. Of, so everyone's got their own st- challenge with this. I obviously am living the parent version of school age kids of this, but that kindness and and recognition that our mindsets, whatever they were before this happened. Um, just, we need to ask some questions about it. <laughs> yeah. And mine is to let go. And we're just going to have a good time until June 4th when school's out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. guess. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, so that's the other thing is normally you can plot out your plan. Yeah. Because you can say like, let's say something like nine 11, the attack happens. Most of the country is remote from it. You know, we're yeah. not there, yeah. but even new, new Yorkers in some ways have an idea of what's next. It's like we, we're assessing the destruction. We now have this to do, that to do, and we can do this by such and such time, such and such date. It's going to cost such and such money. We're going to need this from our government. We're going to need this from local people, blah, blah, blah. Like there's a plan there. With this yeah. thing, there's so little in the way of markers. It's like, you know, on the one hand, um, the administration is saying, well, we're trying to get everything back by by Easter, but... Healthcare professionals are saying, no, you're just going to open it up to the uh, huge burst in the numbers and that's going to kill people. Um, but they don't know dates either. Nobody does. There's just projections right. and there's computer yeah. models and there's stuff that says maybe this, maybe that, maybe this. And nobody's got dates in their head. Nobody's got anything close to that. We don't know any of that. And that, to me, is the one unique identifier of this particular problem versus other kinds of issues you know like even when we had the earthquake a week and two days ago or a week and a day ago and all these aftershocks since if that was an isolated incident the clarity of what you do next is there and you know what you have to do and even though you can't predict earthquakes you can predict the way aftershocks work and when they start to diminish and what that means you also can predict all right well if this is the epicenter and these places were affected then these people can move over here and we can you know, we can evacuate this particular thing because we know that's most at risk. And you know, you can make those decisions. This one, the one big decision that everybody can agree on, most people can agree on, is that you should self-isolate and and push down the curve. That's it. That's all we have. <laughs> what else is there? There's no other like, there's no other guidance, right? Other than be safe, take care of yourself, uh, you know, help people if you can, but keep your distance, blah, blah, blah. Like there's all those good pieces of advice and they are good pieces of advice, but we don't have a timeline. We don't have a, um, a milestone. To, well, to- and, and one thing with grief is that grief, you know, we've talked about the stages of grief before where you're, um, you're angry, you're bargaining, you're, you know, eventually you get to acceptance and there is a, a sixth stage that, is the hope and that's kind of the the therapy people talk about this probably more than regular folks talk about it is the six stages um finding meaning right mm-hmm. um and so as you're you know we're grieving the loss of baseball or the loss of this or that you know whatever it is for you um it's hard to find meaning um because we don't know the end mm-hmm. and, and and yet and here's where and it is the most utterly frustrating thing to me is that good sound responsible humane leadership by somebody you trust to tell you to hang in there the meaning will come that things will be you know and i don't it's not 
false. I don't mean that it's fake promises or any of those things. I mean, genuinely, you feel like there's some grown-ups in charge because all of us turn into kids in these moments, mm -hmm. right? A little bit. So yeah. I know I have to do that for my family. I have to be the leader, right? So I'm hugging my kids, telling them I love them. I'm playing with them. I'm we we talk about what is happening in a, in such a way that they can feel like we but it's legit that we're also freaked out. So it's hard to do this. I I realize even being a leader in your own family when, you know, these these people have to listen to you is hard. Mm -hmm. So it's very hard when there isn't anyone in my opinion on any kind of stage that's doing this. Maybe certain states are having that with their governors are doing a good job of that or I feel like sometimes companies are, it's more consoling to listen to them in their emails, mm -hmm. um, et cetera. But I feel like that, that lack of helping us find meaning and there's great storylines for this, right? Like we don't want all the boomers to die. We don't want the teenagers to you know be left without an economy and a job situation after there's more to why we are doing these things. Like could somebody craft that and present it in such a way that's meaningful and calming. And, you know, I think of, we used to, have, like you said, last time we talked, they had, you know, three TV stations and we trusted the anchor and that stuff's gone. Yeah. We don't do that anymore. And I, and I think that's a really, it's a, it's a major uh, gaping hole for a lot of folks. And so they're having to find their own things. Like I, I, you know, conspiracy theories are what they are and always have been, but I think they're even more tempting now because there's even less, ways to feel like someone can soothe some of these concerns and fears. So I've got to figure out other ways. Um, it's it's kind of to interesting too, this. if you think about it, it's like when, when Walter Cronkite was your one trusted dude, you know, and yeah. that's who everyone listened to back in the day. And that was your final word. It didn't, maybe it didn't occur to people then, but that was a, an enormous responsibility for one person or one organization to try to keep yeah. as accurate as possible, as above board as possible. Like, that had to have been a, a lot of responsibility. You could also argue that that's too much for one source and that you need more sources, that you need more witnesses, you need more, 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 more. And in theory, what we have now should be better, right? It should be because in theory, we have access to all the information. What we didn't count on is that we would have access to 4chan pranksters as much as we would somebody who's trying to get something important out there. And, right, right. and and in equal measure or maybe even, uh, you know, right now a little bit unequal. And that's that's hard. Like It I is hard. It is hard. And I don't I don't know how you solve that. But I do know the thing that's the gaping hole is these is grief mm -hmm. in the sense of, you know, I, I, I think you can find speeches that presidents have given in the past during a difficult time. I remember listening to George Bush and feeling comforted. Mm hmm. When after 9-11. You're not even and, a George Bush fan and you felt that. And I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, just saying Trump has missed a major opportunity to be a good person here. Right. And be, be many. and sh many, <laughs> right? Like th you, this is a gift if you're, if you're presidential, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, and, and I think, you know, there's, there's that thing may be missing, but what does it look like individually? So for example, some, somebody who is, terrified and hoarding guns and bullets is saying that that's their story. Their story is humans cannot be trusted and I'm going to shoot anybody that comes near me because this is, chaos is on its way, mm -hmm. which I'd love to hear a really good, um, have a really good conversation with the 
somebody who is a libertarian right now about just anything, right? Of like, because on one hand, are humans really good and that's your belief or you think humans are bad? I'm so confused by that whole process. But anyway, my point being this, like that story, if we could, if, if I could sit down with them individually and find out what's underneath that, where is your grief? What is your panic about, right? And, and then someone else who is giving away their store or they're giving away sanitizer and toilet paper and they're helping the elderly and people are doing things. I mean, we have both. It's happening in both directions. I'm not saying someone with guns can't also be a good neighbor. Go for it. But hoarding your guns <laughs> and then hoarding your toilet paper, maybe same category versus the 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 impulse to be generous. Why? Mm -hmm. Why do we have such different degrees. And to me, it always comes down to our individual experience, right? Our individual psychology, what we do with fear or what our story has been, or if we want to get back to the topic and simplify it way too much, what have we not grieved before? Mm. Because no, this pandemic did not show up when any one of us was psychologically prepared for it. No. Not a single one. No. And in your case, your heater wasn't ready. Um, in my case, I had finally, and I'm not kidding, this is so ridiculous because I've always had crappy health insurance my whole life mm -hmm. and I'm healthy and I always have been. So I ignore a lot of things. I was going to get a well check, whatever that's called, a physical physical yeah. for the first okay. time since I was probably 17. <laughs> I mean, I've done <laughs> other care, health care. Don't get me wrong. But this was like just to like self care, put the mask on. Hey, you're this age. You should probably do this. And of course, every single appointment had to be canceled. And I'm like, Look at me waiting till the last minute to try to just have a normal healthcare experience, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like none of us are prepared for this. So, so what I think you're finding is that it's like pouring gas on whatever our stuff is. And yeah. so our obligation really should be first how to deal with ourselves. And I get that now that seems like a total luxury because everything's on fire. But if we don't grieve right now, this feels like emergency grieving needs to take place. And the way to do it is to proactively give yourself time to do it, right? Mm -hmm. And I suck at this. Obviously, it takes a text late at night on a Wednesday for me to cry, right? Like, <laughs> I I have to do it. Like, I have to sit down. I need to write it out. I need to say what makes me sad and what I lost and what my kids have lost and my community has lost and and feel it. And that's, none of us like this, but, oh, man, it's important. Yeah, none of us want it. None of us like it. Anyone who tells <laughs> you they do is probably not being honest with you about it anyway. So just that's the hard bit is just is, is feeling like you're not aligned with other people. Like you're mm -hmm. on a different, you're all experiencing this in such different ways that, it, and, and then that creates conflict. And I, and in, so I don't just mean the extremes where somebody, ah, oh, it's a conspiracy. This is the NSA trying to suss us out and mass track us. That's how they do it is they release a, a virus they built in the lab and, like I've heard people say this. <laughs> right, yeah. And I My favorite one, did you hear this one? Uh it's going around Europe pretty good is that the asteroid that's on its way is going to hit us and so they made up this whole thing so that uh people would go back home with their families and be with their families when they all get annihilated. <laughs> so this is just like a it's a ruse like just a, to get us all clustered together. Yeah, it's actually really sweet. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. you mean the international community that literally can't solve anything? You think they right. did this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they give people, yeah. sometimes people get some serious credit where none is due <laughs> when it goes oh, to a conspiracy. None is due. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I, 
I I found this discussion helpful. I think that's the this is the stage we're at. Um, and I think for sure. future episodes of this of uh, you being on here, Wendy, I think is going to be interesting because we are we are going through uh, weirdly. It's like a I don't know twelve step process of emergency <laughs> kind of moments and what do you do during each of those moments to best be prepared to handle them to you know deal with the ramifications of it. And I'm, on, I'm I am starting to see a lot more chatter about. We're now starting to have to talk about not just the physical ramifications, but the mental ones, and mm-hmm. no one's talking oh, yeah. about this. And you know, you well, know. and my my cute neighbor across the street is a cute neighbor. That's weird to say. Oh, um, I'm like a mom. Neighbor. Sorry, uh, is a policeman. <laughs> and it's not that I think he's cute; he's just real nice. He's so cute. <laughs> oh, anyway. oh, sorry. Place, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just yell across the way. Hey. Anyway, yeah. no, he. Uh, before we were all completely stuck in our houses, he was, we were just talking about police work and, and, you know, domestic violence is just the new crime, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you've got people stuck in their homes with their abusers. You've got the psychological ramifications of all sorts of things happening and, um, you know, suicidality has risen. And so we've got a lot of things just initially that are sort of showing some of the cracks and, but this sort of long-term thing is, is going to be really tricky. And, and, and here's the thing, I have to do the stuff that I am saying, because guess what? I'm also in the pandemic. I don't know if you're aware Mm -hmm. that unlike all of the times I'm helping someone else, I am not in their situation. Right. And suddenly I'm like, can we just spend the old hour talking about the pandemic? (laughs) They're like, uh, how is this therapy for me? It's therapy for you. (laughs) So I'm working on that, but it's, it really is, um, unprecedented in so many ways but we have so many good tools um and so many things and and really and i know we've talked about self-care before on the show this cannot be more important that we put that mask on us and Mm. that we we grieve what we need to grieve we move our bodies we um maybe don't try to solve our marital problems (laughs) on a tuesday Mm -hmm. you know that we we have we do some things that are really going to put us in a, a position of, of strength because, you know, this will take a toll and we have to be very careful. I agree. Um, well, this is good stuff. I hope everybody got something out of it. I know I did. Uh, we'll do it again next week, probably. Depends on how things go. Every week feels like a million miles past the last one, but uh, I know. God, it does. it's really, really it's weird. so weird. Um, but anyway. Can, uh, can yeah. I recommend a book really quick yes, that has please. nothing to do with grief? 100%. Sure. 100%. Okay. It's called This is Chance. It's by uh, John Moellum. Okay. Is the book? It's uh, this is Chance, the shaking of an all-American city, a voice that held it together. And it's about the earthquake in um, in 1964 in Alaska. Okay. And about the the woman who was just like a mom part time and also like a little reporter, and she was in the the news station downtown when it happened. And this was a 9.4 earthquake. 9.2. That's a big one. And uh, she ended up being like the voice of the recovery and all of the things. Anyway, it's a pretty amazing story. But it's very timely in in that it's, you know, it gives you another thing to worry about, I guess. But here's what I like about it. And the, the guy who wrote the book talked about this, that everywhere there's a big challenge, like 9-11 is an example of it or uh, – any hurricane or any place, you know, earthquake where it's affected a, a local group of people, the, the most common thread through each of these um, dramatic experiences 
is that the people feel special about the people they live around. So mm. New York is New York, right? Yeah. Only in New York could we have done what we've done. And that that gathering of that pride and they step up and they do all these amazing things. Um, I think all of America felt that uh, and the world felt connected to that, right? But New York had its special thing, right? So that happened in this place in Alaska and it's our frontiersmen and we can do this. And so that sort of galvanizing of identity uh, around your location with your with the challenge. And anyway, I, I, I'm intrigued by it because I want us as a world to do that, mm-hmm. right? I want us to see that we're all amazing mm. and that my neighborhood is is particularly fantastic. And you think that same thing about your neighborhood and mm-hmm. right that I, I guess that's part of the anti-negative news, more positive news thing that I, I think is, I highly recommend to people is to to get on a news feed, um, tank, tank good news, I think is what it is on Instagram, mm. um, where you're just reading story after story about how people are incredible. Just because I think we forget. Um, we get a little stuck in the panic scrolling and I need to know this. And, you know, we really do need to give some energy to all the good stuff that has taken place in the past and will will happen now, you know? I agree. Tom did something really cool yesterday on DTNS. We spent the whole main, it's his, his daily tech show, and we did the whole yeah. main topic was about what are what is happening in the world of tech that is that is uh, forward thinking or proactive against what's happening. And in other words, like in New York, there's a, there's a group of um, programmers, uh, hackers, designers, uh, a whole bunch of people that are really great at what they do, all coming together and basically creating a big task force. That's like, all right, well, what part, what, what's happening in certain boroughs where we can go beef things up or we can add some infrastructure or we can do whatever. And all these different tech stories where people are doing things in the tech world, which still sticks to the, you know, the topics of his show, but we're all in positive, the positive light. And that was the entire rundown, which I thought was really cool. And then later he told me after the show, he says, I have two forms of social distancing. One is actual physicality with people for the good of everyone. And two, I am socially distancing myself from news that is based on conjecture or pundits or people just making mm. guesses or whatever. I'm looking for real science. I want to talk to real, you know, people who actually know this stuff. And then on the other hand, I'm looking for more positive inf- information about proactive things that are being done. And it really hit me yesterday. I was like, that is exactly what a lot of us could use. I know I yeah. could use it. So I'm trying Definitely. that today. And that was just yesterday. So we'll see how see how long I go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> before I gotta read something dumb. But uh anyway. <laughs> uh we'll talk more next week. And uh Wendy's on Wendy's Wendy Dumford on Instagram, although uh I haven't I haven't seen a lot of my family posting a lot of Instagram lately because I think everybody's a little bit like Instagram. Yeah, and they're like, here's me in my house. I yeah. mean, what are we gonna do? You yeah. Know? yeah, it's just a little weird. Uh, however, uh, you can also uh, find her at therapythursdays.com and then uh, realsteps.org. Yes, let me tell you about that. Speaking yeah. of fun. Um, so we I, we have, we're moving off of Facebook. Thank goodness, I hate Facebook so much. But um, <laughs> so we have our own website. We have our own platform we're using for this next round. It's going to be great. So I had a couple people interested, but they're like, I'm not doing it if it's on Facebook. And I agree. So it is off Facebook now and it is um, our own thing and it's going to be super fun. It starts April 6th. Go to realsteps.org and you can read all about it and please sign up. It's going to be a blast. And we're, we are obviously going to be dealing with pandemic um, health problems, right? Mm-hmm. Like not 
not obviously the health exact problem, but getting your sleep and maintaining your sanity and your health and your mental well-being. So probably more than ever, this might be something that would um, be interesting to just feel like you're part of a community that is helping you do those basic self-care things mm-hmm. um, that you know are going to help you survive. So it feels timely. And anyway, at least it's off Facebook. So go to realsteps.org, please. <laughs> at the very least, it's off Facebook. So <laughs> that's my one success. Yeah. This, uh, that's the silver lining. <laughs> yeah. Count that as a, as a nice point of light in all of this darkness. All right. Yeah. Uh, Wendy, have a good week. Uh, we'll talk to you later and thanks for being here. All right. Bye guys. Thanks, Wendy. Uh, that was weird. I almost told her I loved her because I do that when I text her, but it's yeah, a little well, weird on the show. You know, yeah. I have an aunt that, uh, always ends her conversations with love you. Oh, that's, that's adorable. Right. I love you too. Love you too. Aunt. What's her name? Aunt, what is it? Barb. Aunt Barb. Uh, oh, Aunt Barb. I love Aunt Barb. Aunt Barb. That's awesome. Uh, she, doesn't, she doesn't sound like that, but she, <laughs> <laughs> she's not from Minnesota or, or Wisconsin or North Dakota. Well, now she, to me, she is. That's forever yeah, exactly. in my head. Exactly. All right. A uh, couple things. Um, yeah. Real quick here. We got an email from Superfan or Superfrog Fan. Who's is his actual name? In You're here? gonna get through this really quick. I'm looking at this. this well, uh, it's, it's pretty <laughs> long. I don't know how quick it'll be, but um, I thought I at least wanted to mention it. Um, yeah. It says here, I wrote you a couple of days ago. I'm a weird European guy who listens to TMS since 2011 and enjoy every single moment of it. I would like to congratulate you on the upcoming 1900th episode. That's today. No, it was yesterday. I'm sorry. Today's 1901. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> there it is, right there. Sorry. Sorry. Happy. We should have said we should have at least mentioned it yesterday, but I didn't think about it. Anyway, well, you know what? We'll we'll celebrate when we hit two thousand. Yeah, two thousand, baby. Four months. Two thousand. Anyway, I would uh, like to congratulate you on that, and of course, wish you good health and prosperity in these difficult times. May all the Frogpants community be safe and healthy, both physically and mentally, so we can enjoy many more episodes. In my previous message, I collected a list of things that have become some of the most enjoyable moments of the show. Uh, that have either been played many times or have been mentioned a lot. I have now extended this list with some more items. Please add more if you come up with any yourself. In my opinion, this list reflects the uniqueness and quirkiness of the show and is a good conversation point for commentating, uh, or sorry, commemorating the past milestones of TMS. Love the show, though. Here's the mentioned list in no particular order. I'm now going to read these in rapid-fire style. He says these are the things, okay? You can eat rice, fart gas, explosive tip, really, really, with Patrick. Uh, sabotage. Let's test the ship's phasers. Hi, Burnham. In the clip-clop. My limp, limp peen. peen. <laughs> Although he said peen, peen, penis. Uh, yeah. mm, sausage. Tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. Bearded fruit. This show is so gay. Thick and liquid. Uh, excuse me for a moment while I go throw up. It's a good Brian moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, dog butt flung poo. A Fletcher thing. Uh, cat and chicken porn. You, you don't want to know why she farts. Um, or know that she farts. Sorry. We ordered more fish, but they couldn't give us more fish. Is it too early to get a fish sandwich? Lucy from Oklahoma. Daryl gagging. 1930s, 1930s. It's kind of fruity, isn't it? Love the show, though. Utah Connection. Gorbit. Uh, Greg for Walkman. Hey, Greg, you're here. You hear that? Someone called yep. you out, buddy. Uh, I'd like to eat and beep. Uh, the, <laughs> the water turned the frogs gay. There's a different flavors you can get. Dump the rice into the thing. Wrapped in plastic. My body. Brian Ibbett. Moviegoer. There it is. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't in my head. I wouldn't form. So I'm glad you did it. 
Uh, shall we? <laughs> shall we tallywhack it? Mad Max Fury Road, Waterworld, Smooth and Convincing, Diamond Club, uh, Legacy Podcast, the Hispanic and Hispanics too. The guy on Twitter lied. No treaty, no vaccine, no Lieutenant Yar. Jester Cheetah wasn't a tiger, uh, or wasn't he a tiger? Sorry, Toucan Sam. He is a parrot, isn't he? That's a new one. That's um, brand new, yeah. Poo bag in the face story. The parking lot taco story. The alcohol free pina colada story. <laughs> The record of not barfing for decades. The division of barf and poop duty. Third eagle in the apocalypse. End times. Crazy neighbors. Uh, electric car neighbor. And finally, too much hassle. Wow. That's a lot of references. That is a lot of references. Um, I know there's somewhere there is a morning stream wiki. And somebody needs to... Uh, maybe maybe it's a, a super frog fan needs to come up with the origination stories of all of these stories I'd like be, where does yeah. where does dog butt flung poo uh come from i'd be down uh, with that that sounds like a great great idea i love that but i mean you know there's uh, you can and it's super easy to say well what but where's strawberry pop tart blowtorch mm-hmm. where's uh mm-hmm. um uh, where indeed i don't like these where's <laughs> <laughs> i don't watch the news you know all these things yeah there's so I, many so yeah. many that, that could fill this thing uh, jk is like you should go play all those now i'm like i can't i'm not gonna, oh god i'm not gonna yeah. find a lot of these that. don't have uh audio clips too no they're not all audio so all right uh now because we liked it so much and even though we're going long i don't care um we're gonna do some more haikus oh cool okay, okay. now these are i assume these are still video games described in haiku they're form, still right? video games correct and this is from, what was his name? Joy Luck Bing Bong Chuck Chong. What's his name? <laughs> My name is Jam Joyzer. Jam but, Joyzer. but I enjoyed, uh, I wanted to hear you come up with it. It's like, <laughs> like Nicole naming a celebrity. I can never think of, remember names from the chat room. Anyway, here we go. Number one, Brian, try this one. Okay. Workers' rights absent. In space, none can hear you sure. Sue, Sue. sorry. Why is there an R in my, my eyes are bad today? Yeah. In space, none can hear you Sue capitalism in space so it's got to be in space space. so a space uh like a space worker kind of game where you're you know making your people build stuff um but suing so it's not like uh um ace attorney whatever his name is i don't know i don't Um, know this is it we have a guest in the chat room Free Rangers says Kerbal Space Program? No, no, there's no way it's that. Or Outer Worlds? Uh, no, Outer Worlds doesn't... Well, it may... Yeah, I, I never know. finished I, this it. This one I don't know. I never finished it, so I don't know. Red Faction could be it. Um, it is Outer Worlds. Uh, it is Outer Worlds, really? Yeah. Okay. I didn't finish that game, so I think that's a hint as to how things end up. I guess you, yeah, you haven't gotten to the lawsuit portion of yeah. Outer Worlds yet. <laughs> yeah. It gets very litigious, I guess. In the it end. does. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's do this next one. Life expendable. The walls sticky with ichor. The child's great flesh. Life expendable. Uh, it's not Bioshock, is it? Uh, I don't know. The wall sticky with ichor isn't Bioshock. Um, um, I mean, I'm. That actually sounds right. Silent Hill. People are saying Silent Hill. Fear. Blinding of Isaac. <laughs> maybe you're working on the last one dizzy stargazer yeah um life expendable the walls sticky with ichor the child's great flesh i don't know i have no idea i don't, yeah, know. I don't know bioshock's not a, i'm gonna say you're right it's bioshock 
So what do you say there? Uh, Has anyone in the uh, chat room gotten it, Jim Joyzer? Super, Super Meat, Meat Boy. Boy. Oh, man. <laughs> it's oh, bad. super. Okay, gotcha. Child Great Flesh is Super Meat Boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's technically Boy is Super Meat. But, Nicely yeah. done. That was a good one. That is good. All right, next one. Seven years he slept, despite his name, not a chain, temporal music. Or temporal. My first thought is temporal. Uh, Dead Space? No. Seven years he slept. Despite Seven years name. he slept. Oh, wow. Okay. This one this one apparently was a lot easier. Uh, Telly Zarell says Ocarina of Time, which totally makes sense. Oh. But why Ocarina of Time? Why would that be despite his name, not a chain? Not a chain. Despite his name, not a chain. It is. It is uh, oh, there it okay. is. Line two. Oh, a link. Oh, link. link in a chain. Duh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> like look at the like seven people all link 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 yeah I'm okay that kind of makes terrible sense. at these okay next one little people here and big bull things there pandas everywhere pandas. oh this is world of warcraft gotta be is it is it uh pandaria why little oh gotcha of course right you're you're goblins and gnomes and yeah and cow people there sure. it is it's wow, yeah, wow. okay Good. all right we knew that one all right number Good five job. final one all about that bling. It can hurt to touch his kind. Quick, find a doctor. All about that. All about that bling. It can hurt to touch his kind. Quick, find a doctor. I suck at these, man. <laughs> all about that bling. Oh my gosh, I don't it know. Hurt. It can hurt to touch his kind. Oh, oh Sonic. Oh, Sonic, because sure. he's going after Dr. Robotnik. He can't touch his own guys because it hurts, and he's all about mm -hmm. getting the rings. And Dr. Ah. Yeah, very good. Chat room's good at these. You are, they are good at this. I, wow. I, I like them, even though I'm bad at them. I, like I do, them. too. Yeah, exactly. You know what? It's more of a game for the uh, chat room than it is for us. Because, Feels like, uh, yeah. I've played maybe five games in the last 10 years, Scott. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you got the World of Warcraft one, so we're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Well done, you guys. And uh, we'll do more of those down the road. They're fun. I like them. They are fun. Uh, um, sure. Okay. Tomorrow, we are not doing PM because we're doing the playdate. Tomorrow is the TMS play, uh, PM playdate, which will be or not TMS PM. TMS playdate. TMS playdate. Or patron playdate. There you go. I can't talk. Uh, that'll be tomorrow, 1 p.m., right? 1 p.m. 1 to 3. Yes. 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Yep. Two hours of fun-filled extravaganza playing Jackbox games with you, the community, with me and Brian, uh, possibly some guest stars. We don't know. Yeah. Let's hope. Um, yeah. One. 1 p.m. Mountain Time. Sorry, Jimmy, two times. That is correct. So that's 3 p.m. Eastern is when it starts. Um, and that would be 12 p.m. Uh, Pacific. So if you can be around to be a part of that, that'd be great. We'd love to have you guys in there. Uh, you don't need to be a patron to watch uh, and in some cases even play. It sort of depends on how many patrons are there to play. So we let patrons play first. If we have an open slot for somebody where they're not, then we'll pull other people in. Also, this isn't hidden behind anything. You can watch this uh, no matter who you are. So it's a live stream for all. And that'll be tomorrow at right. 1. Exactly. Because of that, no guess the connection, because I never do those on the Fridays. We have patron play dates. So. Right. That's usually your uh, record time, right? Like 1 anyway. Right there, 1. Uh, actually, I've been moving them to 2.30. So basically, I do guess the connection. I have a little bit of a break to get stuff ready for TMSPM, and then that leaves my whole first part of my day free for uh, freelance. Gotcha. Okay. That but makes sense. But it conflicts with uh, G D uh, DTNS, so... 
there's you know there's issues all over the there's place. issues everywhere you go mm-hmm. there's no way of getting around it uh all right if you are interested in helping us on that patreon uh and getting the pm episodes which you only get by being a patron you go to patreon.com slash tms uh lots of great rewards i just put out new artwork for this well actually that was a couple of weeks ago it feels like time is weirdly compressed so um anyway you'll be getting new artwork soon we're, we're not stopping that train all that stuff still ships Yay. come straight to your door Good news is, oh, I heard this yesterday. Tom was reading some science. They tested the virus on surfaces like cardboard. So, like, if you're getting yeah. packages and they don't. Uh, 24 hours for cardboard. Um, what was it for plastic? Do you remember? Or for like. It uh, was a little bit longer. A little bit longer. Uh, for plastic. Yeah. yeah. 24 hours. It can't, it can't survive a day on, on cardboard. So, if you get a box, still be careful. Yeah. You know, wipe, wash your hands real good after all that kind of stuff. Throw the boxes away, but should be okay. I uh, what I do is I take gloves. I have black uh, gloves that uh, I use for uh, 3D printing mm-hmm. with uh, the goo, yeah. the, the SLA printer. Um, I open the package on my doorstep, and then I, I like take out what I want out of it, and then I cough on it, close it back up, and hope <laughs> that a porch pirate comes and steals it. <laughs> that's, that's a Am I, am I doing am I doing something wrong? Ah, feels feels like maybe. Feels like yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's it. Frogpants.com slash TMS for everything else. If you want to contact us, like all these great emailers, all this other stuff, there's a great way to do it right over there. Frogpants.com slash TMS. All the ways are listed. So one place fits all. Request your songs. All of it. It's all there. Yes. Okay. Uh, song. We do. We do. We do song. We do. We do song now. We absolutely do song now. Michael from Columbus wrote in and said, hey, scratch and bristle. My girlfriend, Erica, and I both love the song Maps by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. I'd love to give her the gift of having a cover of the song played on your show on her birthday, which I'm sorry was yesterday, March 25th. The cover by Camp Cope is great, but whatever you have would be swell. Thank you so much, Michael from Columbus. Well, Michael, I apologize for getting this to you a little bit late. And hopefully Erica is still enjoying her uh, birthday times. Birthday times. times. Um, here it is from the Triple J Like a Version Volume 13, which came out uh, three years ago, back in 2017. Here's Camp Cope and their cover of the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's Maps.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Don't worry, it's only wine.